630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. When the game is over, the fun begins. Interviews, highlights, analysis, and your opinion. This is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. Now, from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins, Reed Wilkins on Oilers on Radio. 630 Chad. Swung off a stick by Puckerinen, and Darnell Nurse with a hard rim chases Stetcher back. He manages to hold the zone. His shot deflected, though. Hutton tried to come up with it, and the Oilers knock it out of the zone. And here comes Milan Lucic one-on-one against Stetcher. Spin, shoot, save Mailer. Rebound, score, Hero Puckerinen, and it's 3-1 Oilers. Euro the hero tonight. That's your game winner for the Edmonton Oilers. They beat the Vancouver Canucks 3-2, and... They will start the playoffs at home. First time they'll have home ice advantage in the first round since 1990. We've been talking a lot over the last few weeks about who are they going to meet in the first round. Well, the possible opponents now down to two. They will play either San Jose or Calgary in the first round. San Jose did beat Calgary tonight, but they finished third in the Pacific. Calgary finishes fourth in the division, and they come into the playoffs as the first wild card team. So, if the Oilers win tomorrow in any fashion, can be in a shootout, and Anaheim loses in regulation to Los Angeles, the Oilers get first in the Pacific. If Anaheim gets a point or the Oilers fail to get two, then it's Oilers in second place and they'll play the Sharks. But they're able to figure it out tonight against a stingy Vancouver team. They've played the Oilers tough all year long, but the Oilers do get the 3-2 victory. Jordan Eberle and Mark Letestu also scoring. Connor McDavid with an assist. His point streak now up to 13 games and Cam Talbot strong again, making 29 saves to get the win. Hope you're having a great Saturday. It's 10:56 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich team broadcast. Center. Rob, a lot to talk about tonight. We'll start with this game. And, you know, you and I were completely wrong when they played Los Angeles a few <laughs> days ago, but we did see what we expected tonight a, a close game with Vancouver, you know, playing well and, and giving the Oilers everything they can handle. Well, what you got to give credit to with Vancouver Canucks is their work ethic. They came hard, and this is an absolutely nothing game. They've been playing nothing games now for, for quite a while, yet they came out with a good effort. Uh, they work hard. They, they they do all the little things right. The problem for the Vancouver Canucks is, A, they got a number of their top players out of the lineup, and they just can't score. But but they battled hard. So it was a game that the Oilers knew they had to stay patient. They had to stay within themselves, and they did. And, again, when the Oilers are close in the third period, as they have been all season long, they seem to become the better team. And that serves them well going forward is that's what it's going to be like in playoff hockey. You don't see the, 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 the four or five goal victories in playoff hockey. It always seems to be something that goes down to the end. And the Oilers have shown they've got the ability to, to get stingier defensively and find a way to get that big goal when they need it. And that's what they did tonight. So 3-2 the final. That means a $75 donation to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation from Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. They give $25 for every goal the Oilers score throughout the season. You can track the total on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Milan Lucic made a splash in the third period the other night with a hat trick, and he made a very strong play to get an assist on the eventual game winner. 
Well, he, he hops out of the penalty box and gets hit with a puck at center, and then it was it was man versus boy as he went into the, the offensive zone. He had Stetcher all over him, and he just held him out at arm's length, eventually tossing him aside, getting a shot on net, and then pack her in and give him credit because it seemed like everyone else on the ice was watching the battle between Lucic and Stetcher. And Packerin just skated by all the Vancouver Canucks. He comes in, gets the rebound, and turns into be an absolute huge goal and then to be the game winner. But Lucic has gotten better as the season has gone on. And he does the little things, the things that you need to do to win big hockey games, to win playoff hockey games. I thought Lucic was very good tonight and a big reason the Edmonton Oilers were able to come out of this with two points. We'll have full post-game comments from Todd McClellan as we move along, but he has already said Laurent Brassois will start tomorrow night's game at Rogers Place. We'll have the broadcast 5.30 for the face-off show, 7 o'clock puck drop right here on 6.30 Chet. We'd like to hear from you this evening, 780-496-0063. You can also text 6.30, We'll go to the phone lines and bring Tony onto the show. Hi, Tony. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well. So I got a question for you guys, and I was going to ask you this because I heard on TV and I want your guys' opinion. Do you think we sit McDavid tomorrow night, or do you think we play him and try to get him him 100 uh, 100 points? I think it will be Connor McDavid's decision if he plays or not. I think Connor McDavid will play 100%. Um, Yeah, I... There, this is a, hockey's a little bit different than it is in, in NFL or, or even in NBA, where they start sitting guys. I mean, the Cleveland Cleveland uh, basketball team has Cavaliers, been sitting yeah. guys for the last month, getting ready for the playoffs. Hockey players don't want to sit out; they just don't. Uh, if this was a game against, I don't know, a team that was big and nasty, then maybe as a coaching staff, you make a different decision. The Vancouver Canucks are a hard-working hockey club, but they're not a cheap club. They're not a, a dirty club. They're, they're not a physical club. I think they will dress uh, Connor McDavid. Uh, I think they will play it as a regular game, try to win the game, hopefully get a little luck from the L.A. Kings and, and, and win a division. But I expect Connor McDavid to play tomorrow. I was just hoping he'd sit because I don't want him to be like a Frederick Anderson. Oh, I, you know, and I understand the other side. I, 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 in junior hockey, I played my last game of the season. I, it was a game that meant nothing, and I tore my ankle up and missed the playoffs. And at that point, I was their team's leading scorer. So I know what it's like, and I can see both sides of the argument. Um, but I, I honestly believe that he wants to play, and the coaching, coaching staff is going to have him play. I mean, today the L.A., or excuse me, the Chicago Blackhawks, it was their last game of the season tonight, and Taves, Kane, Keith, Seabrook, they all played. So uh, I do believe Connor will play and, and prepare himself for the playoffs. Oilers win 3-2 over the Vancouver Canucks. You can get us at 780-496-0063. No Japanese Village goal light tonight. We do turn that on on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com whenever they score five or more in a game, and then you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village, three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side, and north side. Mark Letestu with his 11th power play goal of the season and it was because he was high stick that they were on that four minute power play we when we've seen the Oilers pull off that high tip we haven't quite seen it done in that exact manner well I can tell you from experience that is hard what he did facing away from the net uh, to be able to deflect the puck and have it go where it did it's one thing if you're facing the net and you're directing the puck towards or the puck towards the net 
that that's hard, but it, it, it's for these type of players, you know, they are all capable of doing it. For the way he was standing, the way he deflected it, that is great skill. It's great eye-hand coordination. It's uh, fantastic hands because you have to position your stick at an exact angle. If you don't, it's not going anywhere near where you want it to go. So you could see how shocked and surprised Miller was, the goaltender, to where the puck deflected in. So Mark Letestu has been fantastic playing on the power play this year. He has earned his spot, and he just continues to show you different elements that he's capable of doing. It's not just the one-timer off the off wing. That was a great goal. And it also now sets, sends the whoever is now going to play against the others in the playoffs. That's something else they got to look out for. Mm-hmm. And when you got to defend and think in your head, I got to defend. Okay, if he goes there, if he goes there, now you got too many thoughts in your head. So a, a great goal by Latestu on that one. Not many players around the National Hockey League can tip the puck like that. So the Oilers take it three, two. And I think we'll focus a bit on Latestu and his line mates for the adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better with help from your chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. So we saw Latestu with Kajula and Cassian really become the third line today while Pouliot, DeHarnay, and Packerin and more the fourth line. We haven't seen a lot from Pouliot and uh, DeHarnay lately, so I guess that means we got the change. Well, you did, and, and it paid dividends because I thought Kajula was fantastic tonight. Uh, he was skating. He was making plays. I thought he was very good. Um, Cassian it continues to do what he does, and that is get in on the forecheck, be physical when he has to, be a little nasty if need be. So you're going into the playoffs, and at some point you got to say, all right, you know what? It ain't working, and we're playing the players that deserve to play. And I like they, that they made the move. I like the fact that they made the move before the playoffs started to give those guys a look-see. And if I was going forward in the coaching staff, I would continue with this in, in tomorrow night's game because Latestu's line was much, much better than the Dehar line, Deharnay line. Yeah, for sure. A lot of questions about when the playoffs will start. They start Wednesday. We don't know when the Oilers will play. I was just double-checking the Rogers Place events calendar. There is a concert Monday the 17th. So the, the Oilers will likely start either Wednesday or Thursday. And I don't know if it's going to be Wednesday, Friday, Thursday, Saturday. They could even go Wednesday, Saturday. And I guess they could even go Thursday, Sunday. You hope that it's, you know, just kind of a regular one day off, then play, one day off, then play. So we will hopefully find out the schedule tomorrow night. But we're going to have to wait until at least the end of the Anaheim game to know the matchups. Well, and if anyone at home is bored... Look up what's happening in the Calgary Saddle Dome and look what's happening at the Shark Tank in San Jose if there's any events there because those dates will also dictate when the Oilers start because if they can't play on two certain days, then they, they will start. The, they yeah. will adjust the, the, the home dates for the Oilers so that there's not a long extended break between games. But there's another little thing that will follow over the next 24 hours for sure. Edmonton wins 3-2 over San Jose tonight. Colin is our finish the play contestant, but first, Colin, what's your thought on the game tonight? Well, I just to add, to, someone was making a comment about these mid-air deflections, and I'm thinking he, he must be going to the Patty Maroon School of, uh, of mid-air deflection because I've seen a couple of ones that he's done, and it's not just like he got the stick in the way. He got it off the blade. So he's either practicing that or he's just got really good eyes. And either one, it doesn't matter. It, it seems to work. But I was watching this one, and it's like, no, that wasn't random because he just he zipped it off the blade. Like, 
it's just fun to watch. And there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Like they do things that you just kind of thought for a minute. You got to wind it back and look. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's like you said, the goalie's the goalie's face on on Letestu's goal was like, ooh. Well, you're right. <laughs> and and these players nowadays, the the skill level. I mean, every generation, the skill level gets higher and higher, and they're able to set up plays that you didn't think about 10 years ago because the ability of players nowadays, what they're capable of doing. You know, the Sedins were the ones that really invented the, the slap pass high deflection, but they were facing the net. To be able to deflect it facing away from the net, I mean, that's another element that makes it it's hard to defend because how are you going to take away that player's stick? Because the stick's facing the opposite end. So uh, it was a great play by Letestu and also a smart play by Connor McDavid. Putting it, and you, you, when you make that pass, you have to make it a certain, uh, it's got to be a certain amount of hardness in it. Because if it's not hard enough, the deflection isn't going to get to where it wants to go. All right, Colin, you're going to finish the play. You've already got an eight-day parking pass to Jet Set We Park. Park cheap and easy. You can visit jetsetparking.com. If you're correct, you'll be entered into the grand prize draw for $1,000 to Integra Tire Auto Center. Visit Integra Tire to experience service you can trust. Integra Tire, experience integrity. Drysaddle, kicking it back for Clefbaum, stroked it over to McDavid, that front redirected home! Well, okay, so we were just talking, <laughs> <laughs> who scored that goal, Colin? <laughs> Drysaddle, kicking it back for Clefbaum, stroked it over to McDavid, that front redirected home! What a beautiful tip by Mark Letestu, and what a way to establish a new career high! for Mark Letestu, 16th goal, 35th point, Edmonton back in front, 2-1. How appropriate. Colin calls in to talk about Mark Letestu and his goal is the finish the play tonight. So good stuff there. That put the Oilers up 2-1. Packer in and made it 3-1. Vancouver, you know, kept fighting, got a goal with 40 seconds left from Edler, but could not tie it, and the Oilers win 3-2. All right, let's head back to Vancouver here. The Oilers head coach Todd McClellan with his post-game remarks. Well, it was it was a hard game. They played um, they played a tight checking game. They were uh, you know aggressive in certain areas that make it hard for us to uh, to come through, and uh, they pushed us. So I'm glad that we had that. I'm glad that we found a way to win and uh, solidify home ice. Uh, there's a little more comfort going into tomorrow's game, which I think is good for our, our team now. Um, Areas of the game we still need to improve on, but uh, perfection doesn't exist until you win your last game, and we're a long way away from that. So we'll continue to, to grow our team and try and improve it on a daily basis. A lot of people probably didn't expect this team to be a 100-point team at the start of the year, at least from the outside. Is that something that's fair to, a fair comment, and did you believe that this group had it in them? I think that's a very fair comment. Um, obviously, our past wasn't uh where it needed to be for a number of years but we felt last year we made a lot of strides just got bit by the uh the injury bug um as vancouver's experiencing now and uh it's hard to to win games without uh, your top players for any extended period of time and knock on wood we've been healthy for most of the season and thought the the foundation work we did last year is paying off this year now so um Everybody's found a way to contribute and, and improve. Uh, I'm not just talking about the players on the ice. You go through our our whole organization from the training staff to the, the doctors, the scouts. Everybody is, uh, ha- has pushed this year to, to improve and um, it's starting to show. With the uh, home ice locked up and that last game tomorrow, do you 
maybe rest up guys how do you guys approach it or, or we'll what do you see at? tonight um after i get a medical report and take a uh, walk around and, and talk to some of the players and how they're feeling and, and what I think they or they think they might need um, heading into playoffs. Um, you know, so we'll make some decisions uh, on the plane and, and in the morning, and we'll definitely have 20 players available. We'll just uh, figure out who they are. What about Cam? I mean, specifically, do you know if you're? Uh, LB is going to start tomorrow. We know that um, he's going to get an opportunity to play. He's an important part of our team, and um, you know, based on my experience in playoffs, to win. Uh, to win four rounds, um, you may have to play 28 games. A lot of times your uh, your secondary goaltender comes into play, so we'd like to keep him sharp as well. Todd Arrow hasn't played that much. He gets that goal tonight. Is he making a good case for himself heading into the postseason? Uh, well, I think he's made a case for him uh, for himself for the past two years. Unfortunately, he was hurt um, early in preseason and, and missed a lot of hockey, but it's a very trusting player. You put him on the ice, he gets the job done, and uh, there's nothing flashy about it, but you know what you're going to get from him night in and night out. All right, so there's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. LB will start tomorrow. He hasn't played since two weeks ago tonight when the Oilers beat the Colorado Avalanche. So, uh, you know, I, certainly a win could propel the Oilers into first place. They don't control it themselves, and I think Todd's saying there the you know, giving Talbot a break, keeping LB sharp, more important than worrying, uh, sitting there worrying about what's happening in the first period of a g- another game while you're picking your starting goal. Well, and, and if you look at the way that the, the schedule is right now for, for the Oilers in the playoffs, it's the division, the, the Pacific Division is playing within itself. So if, if you're going to win your division, you're going to have to go, you may have to beat Calgary and San Jose. So it really doesn't matter who you're playing in the first round. Uh, I think that's they're going to, playing LB is a smart thing to do. It gives Talbot a rest. And it also, as he said, LB hasn't played in a few weeks. If he needs to play in the playoffs, you don't want him to have to be in about a month, Even five weeks. Than, yeah. yeah, so give him the opportunity. Give your starter a rest, a well-deserved rest. And also give, you, give your goaltender LB credit. Say, you know what, we think we can win with you in that. So let's go out there and do it. So uh, he has played well in the small sample size we've seen. And I don't think either you or I were shocked or surprised as we talked about this off-air that Cam Talbot would get the night off. Cam Talbot was tonight's first star. He was solid again with 29 saves. Brock Besser, his fourth goal in just his eighth game this season. The second star, he's from the Canucks. Jordan Eberle had his 17th goal. He's the third star. Rob's going to pick the fourth star of the game for Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. Well, you and I talked about him earlier. He has turned his game on in the second half, and I thought he was very good tonight and very instrumental in the game-winning goal. Milan Lucic had an assist, was plus two and showed his absolute strength as he not, as he tossed Stetcher away with one hand. And then just to add insult to injury, slashed him across the face as he was shooting the puck on net and cut the poor kid open. Yeah, Stetcher did come back and no penalty because it was the follow-through on the shot. That was a tough break for, for Stetcher for sure to get hit in the face like that. Chris texting into 630-630 says, Talbot breaks his own record. 42nd win of the season. That's, <laughs> it's kind of funny. So that'll be that'll be the new record because we don't expect him to play tomorrow. So there you go. 780-496-0063. Oilers take it. We have Chico on the line. Hi, Chico. Oh. Hey, uh, I, just, I mean, I hate to kind of be a bit of a downer, but, I mean, is it kind of troubling that in the last week, I mean, we have a game against Vancouver that they kind of barely struggled to win, a game against L.A. who's eliminated and they can't win that game. Um, San Jose was, you know, a come from behind. So 
is that kind of troubling moving into the playoffs? Well, they're what are they in their last thirteen games? Is it eleven and two? Yes. So they're eleven and two in their last thirteen games. They're going up against a team in San Jose that has lost. They lost six in a row or seven in a row. They're going in limping. So which team would you rather be? Well, I mean, fair enough. But I mean, you you can look at the end results, but you also have to look at the game, the games themselves. So I mean, a game like tonight where Vancouver has nothing to play for. And, you know, they, they struggle to win. San Jose, they're, they're banged up. They're coming in on Thursday the, the other night. Um, and it's a come-from-behind third-period win for the Oilers. So you can't necessarily expect to win that game every time. Uh, yeah. L.A., I mean, L.A. had nothing to play for, and, and they lose that game. Yeah, so, the, the L.A. Uh, Kings had nothing to play for, and they beat the Chicago Blackhawks today. Chicago Blackhawks, the top team in the Western Conference. Well, Sh- Chicago also has nothing to play for. Well, they dressed, they dressed their full lineup. They didn't sit well, anyone out. Chicago's they Chicago. nothing to play for. Well, the, the, okay, the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, there's good. There's teams that are outside the playoffs that are beating playoff teams every night. Every well, single night it happens. Well, I mean, but I look at Pitt, like Pittsburgh. They had nothing to play for, so I mean, it's it's hard. No, to, but hard I'm to I'm, I'm saying leading up. All right, to let's. This. You guys don't agree on that point, Chico. What specifically concerns you with how the Oilers are are playing over the last few games or wherever you want to put the line? Well, I mean, if, if we start with L.A., the, the concern with the L.A., I mean, I don't want to go back and revisit game by game. Uh, the L.A. game, the concern, obviously, is that you have, you're have you against a non-playoff team who is not contending to the playoffs. You have an early 2 nothing lead, and you end up giving up six goals to a team who historically has trouble scoring goals. Um, San Jose, um, they're missing arguably their two, well, not their two best players, but two of their very key players, and it's a come-from-behind last 10-minute win. Um, tonight, even, I mean, they, they were ahead kind of the whole time, but it, it never really seemed like they had the game firmly in their grasp. And I, I kind of would expect at this time of year that, you know, a game like tonight, that they kind of would have just taken it from the beginning and just it kind of would have been a no-doubter. Well, I, I guess I guess my counterpoint to that, and, I, and to a certain extent I understand what you're saying, but my counter to that would be, is what's the correct score to win a hockey game? Like four one, then you're more comfortable. Five nothing, then you're more comfortable. Up three nothing, halfway through the second. Like you know what I mean? Like, like I, I watched it. I watched the Edmonton Eskimos in 2015 win ten games in a row and the Grey Cup, and I think eight games were by seven points or less. And people are always saying, well, they they can't keep pulling it out. They can't keep pulling it out. Like they they kept pulling it out. You know what I mean? Like. Well, and I agree with that. At, at the end of the day, the end result is, is what matters. But there's also, I mean, with with that Eskimos example that you gave, there's no element of randomness to it. And you're not going to, I mean, you can't, yes, you might go on that run where you win every game that is within seven points. But statistically, you're not going to win, you know, 90% of your games that are within seven points type of thing, right? So maybe that was just a statistical anomaly. And you know what? Maybe they rode a hot streak. And maybe that's what the Oilers are doing now. And there's no there's no correct score to win a hockey game. The correct score is having one more goal than the other team. Right. Um, so I mean, at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. But you kind of just would expect that they would be putting their foot on the throat a little bit more. But, than they uh, but I mean, okay. So tonight, Nashville Predators huge play game against the Winnipeg Jets who are out of the playoffs. Huge game because if they win, then they don't have to play the Chicago Blackhawks. Nashville loses to Winnipeg, who's out of the playoffs. St. Louis Blues need a win tonight to stay away. Also, not have to play Chicago in the playoffs. They have to get a shootout to beat a terrible Carolina team. It happens. It, it does. The Oilers right now are 11 and two going into the playoffs. I do not think there's a team that's got a better record in the NHL right now. I, I guess Chico, the the concern would be for me is 
Is there a is there a drastic lack of detail in the Oilers game? There, there was in L.A. Yep, they had a bad game in L.A. Uh, I, you know, I don't think there's been a front to back poor, you know, kind of off game in the last couple of weeks. You know, they haven't they haven't dominated for sixty minutes necessarily against anybody. But they didn't but all they, season. They have been able to figure it out. But I mean, I guess we won't really know until they we see the first couple of playoff games. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Um, I think you're right on that point. I don't think there's been any game. I mean, even the San the San Jose game. I mean, yeah, they. I'm kind of kind of reversing course here, but they they did they did kind of control that San Jose game, and I I mean they they shouldn't have had to have been coming from behind in the last 10 or 15 minutes of that game, but at the end of the day they were. But they 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 I felt like they were the better team in that game. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, who knows? Maybe 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 my concerns have been alleviated over the last two minutes here. Um, but yeah, it would just be nice to kind of have just just to, you know have a couple of those games where you're they're just kind of a comfortable cruise win where you're you know you're winning a, a comfortable you know four one game kind of thing. You're not going to have those in the playoffs, I guess. Um, but I, yeah. I, I think I think we're I think we're kind of it's, it's at the point where we're kind of nitpicking into the season here. It, it's hard to find anything to complain about. So I, I, I take your point, Chico. Thanks for calling, buddy. Hope you can call again. Yeah, thanks. Oilers win it 3-2 over the San Jose Sharks. They will start the playoffs at home. Bob Nicholson is on After Hours right now on CBC. Obviously, Rob and I can't listen to it, but apparently he has said it looks like we will start on Wednesday. So I'm just getting that off Twitter, if Twitter is to be believed. So there's a pretty big indication if the second highest ranking guy (laughs) in the organization after the owner is saying that. If you're on hold, stay there. You can text 630-630. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. Live from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse on Oilers Radio. 630-CHAD. Daniel Sedin will bank it off the wall for Henrik Sedin. High slot, back to Daniel. Oilers, 10 seconds away from home ice in the first round. Stetcher, nowhere to move it. Daniel Sedin to drive, a save made by Talbot. Camp Talbot, save of the game for Armour Insurance. Protect your car, home, and business with Armour at armorinsurance.ca. Oilers win 3-2 over the San Jose Sharks. Talbot the first star tonight with 29 saves. McDavid gets an assist. His point streak goes to 13. He has 98 points on the season. He will win the Art Ross Trophy. Could have had his 99th point, Hmm. but Patrick Maroon hit the post from about 15 inches with about a minute to go. So uh, that kept the point off the board. Caleb says, uh, will the Oilers sign DeHarnay next year? Caleb's thinking ahead. I think he was brought in as a placeholder. Yeah, so, I don't think so. Yeah, unless he maybe wins the Conn Smythe Trophy. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if he's... But, I mean, he was brought in for a specific role. He played... Uh, was pretty good his first few games as an Oiler. Has not been as, as good the last few. So, no, we'll see what he does in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, he's got an opportunity here to uh, extend his NHL career by having a good playoffs, whether it's here in Edmonton or elsewhere. All right, we got Chris on the line. Hi, Chris. Hey, guys. So I got a, I got a question regarding uh, uh, how do you think Maroon's feeling right now with regards to uh, you know missing the 15 inch shot, uh, especially if uh, McDavid ends up at 99 points. 
it's funny I said that to Reed right after it happened. I said, I really hope for Maroon's sake that Connor gets two points tomorrow night. Uh, not that Connor's not going to get 100 points at some point real soon in in his career. But yeah, it, it is. I've always found that when you miss an empty net or if you miss a great scoring chance, you're not as mad for what you did to yourself, but you're usually mad for taking away a point from the guy who made the play to set you up. So he probably feels a little silly, but any player that's played in the National Hockey League or any play, player that's played in any sort of hockey at some point in his life has missed an easy shot that uh, should have gone in. So, But, I mean, that's Connor. Connor could have scored it himself, but he's an unselfish guy, and he tried getting uh, Maroon the point there. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sure you were going to say that. But I, the other thing I wanted to say, Rob, was... Uh, uh, I picked you in one of my hockey drafts way back when, when it was actually, uh, I think I think it was your rookie year. And uh, I, I was listening to Chad, and somebody was doing an open line thing, and they were talking about this young guy from Kamloops. And uh, I, I, I was the only guy in the draft that actually had your name. And uh, I picked you in the third round, and everybody went, who the hell is this guy? Uh, but it won me the draft, because I don't know how many points you got that year, but uh, 100 and. 50 or something well, if I remember it correctly but well it's funny uh, though there was there was two years in a row where I used to come home in the summer and I'd run into people and they'd come up and tell me oh my god you won me a draft you won me a draft and there was about 10 years in a row where I'd come home and people would tell me you lost me the draft so I had two <laughs> good years where everyone liked me the other 10 they were mad yeah, the only you have? time I ever picked you, and you want, I cashed money, so thanks for that. 100, 115 points in 68 games Rob had in 88-89. That's the year you're thinking of. Yeah, That, that was the one, yeah. yeah. Chris, Chris. People cursed me like crazy. <laughs> Chris, good to hear from you. 780-496-0063. Got a uh, text message here from Jeff. He says, hi, Reed. Remember when I called in during the summer and called Taylor Hall overrated and you thought I was crazy? Yeah, I don't see him anywhere near the top 10. Guess I don't owe an over-the-air apology. Uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't think he's overrated. I don't think, I think he's overrated. I think, I think Taylor Hall is a hockey. very, very good hockey player that uh, I hope he has a ton of success for the New Jersey Devils, just as I hope that Larson continues to help the Edmonton Oilers and, and put them over the top into uh, the team that they are today. All right, so the Oilers win it. 3-2. If you're on hold, stay there. We're going to get to you. Uh, we're going to do a quick news and weather update at 11.30. I wanted to check the Advantage Trailer Rental scoreboard here. Obviously, there were uh, several games with playoff implications tonight. The San Jose Sharks did win, but with the Oilers winning, it uh, doesn't matter. The Oilers finish ahead of them anyway. So San Jose knocked off Calgary 3-1. Minnesota beat Arizona 3-1. Dallas over Colorado 4-3 in a shootout. Florida shuts out Buffalo 3-zip. St. Louis beats Carolina 5-4 in a shootout. The Leafs are in the playoffs. They beat Pittsburgh 5-3. Winnipeg edges Nashville 2-1. In overtime, the Kings... Edge Chicago 3-2, Islanders over the Devils 4-2, Washington 3, Boston 1, Philadelphia takes down Columbus 4-2, Ottawa gets home ice in the first round thanks to a 3-1 win over the Rangers, Montreal 3, Detroit 2 in overtime, the Blue Jays lost 3-2 in 11 to Tampa Bay and it's Canada-Sweden in the World Curling Final, the game went 11 ends the semifinal tonight and Sweden beat Switzerland 
five. They should have won it in ten. They should have. Missed and a shot. They missed a shot. And now Canada has to beat the same team, a very, very good team in Sweden, three straight times to become the world champions. That's your Advantage Trailer Rental scoreboard. The Oilers are winners 3-2 in Vancouver. They will start the playoffs at home, likely on Wednesday. We're coming right back. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Centre. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. From the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Here's Everly walking in, wrist shot score! He fires it past the blocker of Ryan Miller, and Jordan Everly with his 17th of the year, just his third in his last 16 games. And that puck barely got across the blue line. It was kind of a sputtering rush. And Everly pulled the trigger and whipped it past Ryan Miller for the game's first goal. That opened the scoring tonight. Besser replied for Vancouver into the third. Latestu and Packerin and scored for Edmonton. Edler a late one for Vancouver. The Oilers win 3-2. They're 46-26-9 on the season. 32-11-6 against the West. They're over 100 points for the first time since 86-87. It's their best road season since 85-86. They have won 11 of their last 13. They will have home ice advantage in the first round. Likely against San Jose, though there's still a possibility they will play Calgary. We'll find out for sure tomorrow night. Thanks a lot for joining us. It's 11:33. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. We'll go to Gary on the line. Hi, Gary. Hey, Reed. Rob, thanks for taking my call this evening. Um, you can remember last uh, few times I called in, and I didn't honestly, I didn't expect the Oilers to be finishing fighting now, uh, possibly for a Pacific Division title here, and. Uh, I lost a bet to a very close friend and coworker of mine from work, and it was only a $5 bet, but I'm glad I lost the bet because I thought they would maybe squeak in at eighth position like they back, did back in 2006 when we got into, just got into the playoffs. But it's a bet I'm glad to lose. Um, just want to say for those pessimistic fans out there, uh, you know, last 10 years of dreadful uh, hockey, you know, where we finished near the bottom and well, with all the injuries we had and... Um, uh, I'm not having a good, so, so good of a team, and and now after 10 years, you know, after we got, we got after the draft last year, getting Connor McDavid and a new arena, a uh, new outlook, and uh, uh, um, for the for 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 oil fans, oil fans, young enough that are young enough that didn't never experienced playoff hockey. I mean, you got to embrace this. And for those pessimistic fans out there, you know, come on, guys, stay on the jump, stay on the Bandwagon, don't jump off the bandwagon. You gotta enjoy it with this. And uh, as soon as we, we clinched the playoffs, I had my car flags on and ready to go. And looking forward to the uh, first round. No matter no matter if it's Calgary or, or, or San Jose, if it's Calgary, that's even better. You you bring some life into this province and uh, get on the Battle of Alberta. You know. Gary, thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Let's go back to Vancouver. Man who scored a nice power play goal tonight. Here's center Mark Letestu. We want to play. Uh, Karma can kind of come back at you. So uh, I think that's why the, the focus here has just been to make sure that our habits are good and we're playing our best hockey as possible going in. Uh, the opponent, nothing we can control. Uh, we'll just kind of whoever steps on the ice against us uh, at home there. Uh, that's why we're going to play. So it's first step to get home ice, and then second step would be to finish. Yeah, and I think that's just the way the win's laid out. Uh, tonight, a win got you home ice. Tomorrow, 
potential win gets you a division. So, uh, again, we have to beat a team that's played us tough all year. Uh, I think they've all been one-goal games or close. Uh, it's not going to be easy. Yeah, the scores against Vancouver, the Oilers won 2-0 twice. They lost 3-2 in a shootout, and they win 3-2 this evening. So I'd expect <laughs> two or three goals to be enough to win tomorrow. I mean, even though it's the last game of the season, I know sometimes things can go a little wacky. But, I mean, Vancouver plays, plays a, a, a certain way. I mean, Miller is near the end of his career, mm-hmm. but it's not like he's some pushover there. No, nope. he, he played very well. The, I mean, the, the Canucks work hard. Uh, they they play a, a strong system. They don't give you a whole lot of uh, easy opportunities. You have to work for every chance you get. Uh, the Oilers will get a bit of a break tomorrow as Bachman, I believe, is supposed to start instead of Miller. He's not as good, but he has had the ability and shown the ability to, to have a one-off where he comes in and stands on his head and make a number of saves, and the Oilers know that firsthand from when he was here. So uh, the Oilers know the importance of tomorrow night's game. They obviously want first place in the division and to get that they have to win and and hope that that Anaheim loses so first come first thing they need to do is win again against Vancouver and I fully expect them to do that 780-496-0063 Brandon is calling in hello Brandon hello how are you guys tonight doing great that's good uh I just wanted to phone in and say uh we all appreciate your guys show and our family we listen to it all the time and uh I just want to say I'm really proud of the Oilers, and I don't know why everybody figures that uh, just because we win, we have to win by 8-2 or, or 5 nothing because the win's the win, and, and every team that they play, that's a professional team, so they're not just going to lay down. What do you guys think? Well, I, I agree, I, I, and as, as I was saying earlier to the one caller, just because you are in where you are in the standings and someone else isn't. If you're a playoff team and they're not, doesn't mean that you're going to beat that team. Uh, there, there's teams that aren't in the playoffs. A number of those teams are good hockey clubs. They just don't have the consistency to be playoff teams. And on one night, they can, they can outplay you. They can beat you. They can throw everything they have at you and you don't have anything to combat them with. The others came into Vancouver with one goal is to win the hockey game. And I give them credit for sticking with it. The Vancouver Canucks didn't give them anything easy. And I think this is a better game for the Oilers going forward because they had to earn the win. They had to go into the third period and play good, strong defensive hockey, find a way to, to, to win a patient game against a team that wasn't giving you a lot. And they did that. So uh, the Oilers, I mean, you can find negatives in any game, but you could go around the league and find, watch any game and find both teams, the negatives of it. I look at the positives. Again, the Oilers' power play came through with a huge goal. They got secondary scoring again tonight. They're, they had a fourth-line player come up and, and get a game-winning goal. Uh, so th- and their goaltender once again was strong in net. So I'm looking at the positives. This, I've been here now for the Oilers. This is my 11th year. For 10 years, I watched a lot of bad hockey. And at this point of the season, it was me and Reed or me and whoever was working over him talking to ourselves because nobody was interested in the Oilers. Nobody was watching the games. I'm going to enjoy these. I don't know how long the Oilers playoff run will be, but I'm going to enjoy every second of it because I have seen what the alternative is. So I think the Oilers going into the playoffs 11-2, and two, that is fantastic. And we'll see where it goes from here. But I, right now, like what the Oilers are doing, and I'm pretty sure that they're going into the playoffs full of confidence in their abilities. Yeah, so I, I agree 100%. I was going to say I've been a fan since I was about 
six years old that I could understand how to turn the TV on. And uh, this has been, I've watched them my whole life and the ups and downs, and I'm going to, we've appreciated the whole season, and uh, I'm just proud of them for making the playoffs, and, and it's, it's fun, so don't, don't put them down. It's fun. Brandon, thanks for calling. Thanks to you and your family for tuning in as well. 780-496-0063. Connor McDavid has at least a point in 13 consecutive games. Here's the Oilers captain. Something that we were striving for and, uh, you know, happy to lock that up. What about um, Jordan's goal? He didn't necessarily have a lot of flow. You said you guys didn't feel like you were playing your best hockey. Did no. Get you going? Yeah, I think so. You know, we definitely weren't playing great. Um, you know, we, we had some zone time, but we weren't really creating any chances uh, in the first period. Gave up a few. Uh, you know, Tobbs was great again, so kind of kept us in it. And, uh, yeah. So first step, yeah, we got a shot, I guess, but um, no, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, everyone's everyone's good. Um, you know, everyone in the playoffs is so good. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter who you're playing. It's going to be a tough matchup either way. There's no time to enjoy even for a moment being a hundred-point team, having home ice advantage. These are things that probably in training camp weren't necessarily expected of this team? I would say probably not, no. Um, you know, given the past 10 years, um, you know, I think our expectations weren't very high. Um, you know, we believed in ourselves in the locker room. We knew what we could do and what we were capable of, and um, we put together a pretty good team. So um, you know, we can feel good about that, but the uh, work's definitely not over. You got two points uh, to try to get 100. Uh, thoughts on that going into tomorrow night? There's one game left to do it. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, not a big deal. It's not, not weighing on my mind. Um, you know, it's about the team, and, and you know, we found a way to get a win and um, you know, clinch home ice. And, uh, you know, it's more important the team gets 100 points than uh, an individual, so um, you know, it's good that we did that. There's Connor McDavid assisted on the Mark Letestu power play goal tonight. The Oilers beat Vancouver 3-2. 780-496-0063. We have Robert calling in this evening. Hi, Robert. Go ahead. Hi, Reed. Hi, Rob. Just a couple more thoughts again tonight. Another Another good game, you know. They were, you know, they were uh, they were tested at times, which is good going into the playoffs. I think, uh, I think, uh, I think they needed to. Uh, I think they needed they needed this test because uh, in the playoffs, you know, they say uh, anybody can beat anybody. No, you're absolutely right. I, I agree. I think it's it's good they're getting tested. I going in walking over the last two games. Uh, you don't learn a whole lot from that, and sometimes you get into bad habits. I think it's important, and they came out and won another close hockey game. They, the yeah. games, once they get in the playoffs, everything's going to be close. So the more you get to practice it, the more you get to learn what you need to fix and what you're good at, and then you can apply that when you get into the situations come playoff time. Yeah. No, and, uh, no, no, no. My, my second thought is, you know, I think I think the, the only, I think honestly at this point, the the only only other favorite to to come out of the West, besides uh, besides Chicago at this point, would probably be the Oilers. I, I agree. I think the Chicago Blackhawks would be the favorite from what they've done in the past and the season that they had this year. They had another great year. And then if you look at, I mean, the Oilers are as good as any team in the National Hockey League right now. The way they're playing. So, excuse me, in the Western Conference right now, Washington's pretty darn good over in the East. But they're as good as any team in the West. They're in, in their division. Their record was phenomenal. They're going in healthy. They're going in playing well. Um, and if you look at, I mean, the difference between top and bottom in the Pacific Division is what five, six points. 
just a couple of games. So I think that the Calgary Flames right now, Calgary fans are probably feeling pretty confident about what their team looks like going into the playoffs. Anaheim, same thing. You know what? They're, they have a good chance of winning the division. They're feeling confident. And the San Jose Sharks saying, well, you know what? It's been a good year. We're going to get healthy here. If we get Thornton and Couture back, we know how to win in the playoffs. We went to the finals last year. So I don't think there's any of the teams that are going to fear the others. And I think they all feel fairly confident. Whatever team moves on is a team that, A, gets your players play to their potential, and you need a little puck luck. Any team that goes on in the playoffs has a little bit of luck on their side, so you got to hope that the hockey gods are smiling on the Edmonton Oilers here in the next week. Oilers win 3-2, over 100 points in a season for the first time since 86-87. We have Scott on the open line. Hi, Scott. Thanks for calling. Oh, thanks for taking my call, guys. Uh, I just uh, want to give a big thumbs up to the Oilers for... Uh uh, the year with the uh, Oilers game day live uh, just came from the wind up party at the ranch it was uh, quite the party atmosphere and a lot of happy people you sound you sound pretty good right now considering you just came from a party at the ranch <laughs> <laughs> we don't get to go to those well it's not like the old Barry T's Rob <laughs> there you I go. know that place well too yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I remember coming out of there a few times yeah I, you know I'm just listening to uh, anyways big thumbs up for the boys the whole year and you know, that was great, uh, the whole year with the game day live. Uh, I'm just listening to Connor talking there, and it just reminds me back in the 80s, of, and, you know, I was watching some games with Barry T's there, <laughs> but he just reminds me of Messier, Gretzky, just so team-orientated. I mean, we, we haven't had that in 10 years. We've had a few guys come in here with good leadership, but I mean, this kid is 18 or 20 years old now. It just blows me away. Well, you're right. And it's not all talk with Connor McDavid because you just watch the way he plays. He could be the most unselfish player in the National Hockey League right now. And we see it time and time again. He'll have a two-on-one. Everyone in the world knows he's passing. He has an open net at the end of the game. That he, I mean, Connor McDavid's the best player in the world right now. He could have done whatever. He could have skated out to the red line and then come back and beat four guys and scored into the empty net. <laughs> but he's trying to set up his line mates. He's just, he's just an unselfish player. And when he just said, you know what, 100 points, yeah, it'd be cool, but I'm not really focused on that. It's not going to bother me either way. I believe that. There's other guys that'll say it, and when they say it, halfway out of their mouth, I'm like, yeah, no, that guy doesn't really mean that. It means too much to him to get it. Connor McDavid wants to win. He wants his teammates to do well. He wants them to win. He is the best leader this organization has had in a long, long time, and that's why he's a captain and became a captain at the age of 19. It's 11.46. The Oilers take down the Canucks 3-2. Packer in and the game winner. Chris is our next caller. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. Live from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brew House on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Hey, thanks a lot for joining us. Hope you have had a good Saturday. It's 1151 7804960063 is the open line number. My name is Reed Wilkins, former NHLer Rob Brown is here. And as Rob mentioned, for the first time in his tenure as our inside the game analyst, he will be analyzing Oilers playoff games. How's he getting a bit of complex? I wasn't saying it out loud because I was afraid someone at the Oilers would figure it out. Jeez, that's the bad exactly. luck right there. Exactly. So you did, this is your 11th year. Yes, so it did, is. You did the whole decade of darkness. I, I did, and it was dark. And I, as, and I wasn't joking. There's been times at this point of the season 
where, I mean, you, we have a little computer screen that has the green light shows the calls that are coming in. It would be empty the entire night because no one cared. It was people. Well, were there fr- wasn't much to talk no, about. No, there like, wasn't. If they if they lost, well, they lost again. Yeah. If they won, it was like okay, so they went from twenty wins to twenty one in game seventy five or whatever. Yeah, you're right. So th- this is good. This is the start of the good times. I <laughs> hope so. Oh, I hope so. I mean, the the the, the, fan, the fans deserve it. And the thing is, raw. I always look at pro sports as you know. I I, and I think once you reach adulthood, you appreciate the good seasons. You accept your team's not going to be great mm-hmm. every year. But it was unusual for the Oilers to be that. It, like, it's, yes. it is not unusual to miss the playoffs in the NHL. The, no. the LA Kings have missed the playoffs. They so missed it twice San in the last Jose three years. It was out a couple of years ago, yeah. and then they were in the final last year. It was unusual for the Oilers to be in the bottom three mm-hmm. six times in seven years. I mean, it's not like it's not like oh my God, they missed the playoffs by two points again. No. They were yes. like we we did season. I mean, the first Dallas Aikens year, what was the record? Four fifteen and two after twenty one games. That season was over. Yes. Like I remember a caller saying, "God, they'd have to win ten straight playoff game, ten straight games to get into a playoff spot." I said, "No, they'd have to win ten straight <laughs> playoff games to give themselves a chance to win another ten yeah. straight to get into a playoff spot." Yeah. Like that's how far out it was. So it, it's been fun watching this year. Um, the almost every game is close. Yep. One where even even a lot of nights the Oilers have they've they've had a limited number of stinkers and even some of their off nights. You've still gone into the third period thinking, well, maybe they can tie it up. Well, they're in within a goal most of the time. It's it's entertaining, and they don't blow teams out, but they don't get blown out. Every game has been close, and they've shown the ability to win the close games. I mean, it's right now, if you're a Canadian hockey fan, if you're a fan of hockey in, in Edmonton or anywhere across the country, it's a good time. There's going to be five Canadian teams in the playoffs this year. And if you want to really look at it, three of the Canadian teams, the, the Flames, the Oilers, and the Leafs, are teams on the rise. A bunch of good young hockey players, skilled hockey players, fun teams to watch. I, I'm looking forward to this playoffs more than I've looked for, forward to playoffs in a long, long time. Big reason, obviously, Connor McTavid, Cam Talbot, and the Edmonton Oilers are a team that are as, exci- as exciting as any team in the National Hockey League. And we get to enjoy playoff hockey again. And that's what hockey is all about. All right, so the Oilers will play again tomorrow. We're going to have the face-off show at 5.30. The game will start at 7. It's a home game against the Vancouver Canucks, obviously. The final regular season game, Bob Nicholson indicated today on CBC on After Hours that the Oilers will play likely on Wednesday for their first home playoff game. It'll be either against San Jose or Calgary. If the Oilers win tomorrow and Anaheim loses in regulation time to L.A., the Oilers get first and play Calgary. Calgary. If anything else happens, the Oilers get second and play San Jose. I always feel like I, I, I know I'm not one of the athletes, but you, you, you kind of are, are hesitant to name a preferred opponent because yeah, you don't want it's, to. It's, as a player. it's so close. Anybody can can get hot. I mean, San Jose's injury situation is not good. Those guys could also come back yep. and and be, and be inspired and, and look great. Yeah, you're right. With, with the neat thing about tomorrow night, the Anaheim game's an hour earlier than the other uh, game. Half, yeah, half an hour. Right? Half an hour. So in the third period, you will know, going for the last 10 minutes of the third period, what the Oilers need to do. Laurent Brassois will be in net for that game. We'll see if the Oilers make any other lineup changes. But they do win it tonight. Eero Packer in it. Just his second goal of the season turns out to be 
the game winner. Thanks to Brandon Graziano. He's been our studio producer this evening. You can get more on 630ched.com. And yes, we'll be back at 5.30 Sunday afternoon so you can watch the Masters and then turn on 630ched and get the face-off show. The Oilers take it 3-2 over the Canucks. On behalf of Rob Brown, my name is Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. Have a great night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.